Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning the Aflamid Meseches Nazir. I was not fortunate enough to be here yesterday, but I am fortunate enough to be feeling much better today. Baruch Hashem. Andrew, we miss you. And Barry tells me, hi, Barry. Good morning. Uh, and good Chodesh. Mishinichnas Adar Marbi B'Simcha. Tells me that we're 16 lines up from the bottom of Chavtesa base. Thanks a lot, Rabari Leewitz, the great Hashemi master. It's uh, 16 lines up on Chavtesa Bay's. What's talking about here? Lay honey tonight, ki honey tonight. Well, there was a machlokus between Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda about when does a son age out of this? Let's see, I, I'm sorry I missed yesterday. It was very cool, very cool uh, uh, stuff. Yesterday we talked about the idea of chinuch. What am I talking about? Well, how does chinuch play into Masachas Nazir? Turns out... And we already mentioned this in Dav Chavches, in the Mishnah, a father can uh, take upon, right, or impose, I should say, an Aziris on his son. It's a form of Chinuch, Barry, right? It's not really very, very much, it's, that wouldn't be in vogue today so much, but this restrictive form of Chinuch where you take it upon your son. A mother perhaps cannot for her son, a father can. The mitzvah of Chinuch, I'm sure Barry Leibowitz, the great Dafyam master, was amazing uh, in bringing out all the sources yesterday of the Chinuch aspect of this. Now, when it comes, to, so, so, okay, when it comes to that, if you're going to say that a father can impose it upon his son, well, it can only be true that he can impose upon him until he's a man, right? Until he's logically a man. Once the child is of age, so then that can no longer be imposed upon him. He's in his own domain, right? He has his own rishos. And there was a machlokas. What does of age mean? According to Rebbe, it's the classic of age, which is you have to turn 13 and show the physical signs of maturity, which is known as shtesaros, the physical signs of maturity, right, where you have um, the physical signs that, uh, that, that can be checked, right, with two hairs that will indicate that you are actually physically a man. Rabbi Yosef Rehuda says, no, this is not a physical maturity thing. This is a gil nadarim. Somewhere between the age of 12 and 13, you're going to have an understanding of nadarim that's independent of your parents. At this point, uh, that naziris that cannot be uh, imposed upon you. Okay. So now, the Gemara is going to quote a brysa, <clears throat> and it's going to say, does this brysa suggest one way or the other? Does it suggest like Rebbe or Rabbi Yosef Rehuda about what, when a son would age out of his father imposing his naziris on him? All right, so we're on the same page, Barry? Okay, so it says the Gemara, Maybe you say the machlokas between Biosi and Yehuda. And Rebbe is like the following machlokas with the following interesting story, the Tanya. The Bryce said, Rebbe Hanina, when he was a child, uh, was uh, subjected to this form of chinuch by his father. His father said, you're going to be a Nazir. So they bring him in front of Rebbe Gamliel. Now, when this... Naziris was imposed on the young Rabbi Hanina, who wasn't yet Rabbi Hanina, right? The young Hanina. Um, it was done so at, a, at an age where it was unclear whether he had aged out yet. So they go in front of Rabbi Gamliel and said, this, did this Naziris take place? So Rabbi Gamliel says, drop trowel, right? Remember going to the pediatrician, Barry? <laughs> so, he says, so he says, take your pants down. We need to check for Shtesaros. Okay, right? As the Gemara says, That's what he wants to figure out. Well, certainly, that would imply that it's like Rebbe, right? He's trying to figure out whether he has the physical signs of maturity, whether this Nazirus can be imposed. However, Rebbe Yossi, and the Girsos say, this is Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Yehuda, in fact, 
perhaps because it would be consistent because the idea is did he actually arrive at not right the physical stage or but whether he had arrived uh, at the onus nadarim now at this point Rabbi Gamliel it all says that Rabbi Gamliel bodko Rabbi Gamliel was checking him so the question is right was he checking him physically was he doing a physical like a pediatrician checking for stasaris or was he actually checking his level of erudition to understand whether he reached the understanding of the Dharm. What do you want to say, Barry? According to the note here, it seems like uh, it was an understanding whether he knew about the Nadarim. Exactly. Bodko, he checked him. So, according to the first version, it's to know whether he brought Shtesaros, Right? And according to the second version, it's to see if he has an understanding, like you said. See what I mean? So that's what we're saying. We're saying that this, this b'risa seems to be a reflection of Machlokas Rebbe and Rebbe Yosef Rehuda, right? In other words, according to the first version, Rebbe Chanina was more than 13 years old. That's what the Rush says. And they're checking for Shtesaros. In other words, the idea is, if you're over 13, now we just have to see if you have the physical signs of maturity. Well, that... That first version um, says that Gamliel was actually doing a physical examination. That would be reflective of the Shita of Rebbe. And then the second, to see if he has the understanding, as you say, that would be if he's between the age of 12 and 13, and that would be reflective of the, of the Shita of Rebbe Yosir Behuda. See that? So that's what we're trying to say. We're trying to say that this b'risa reflects those two opinions. Okay, let's continue with the b'risa now. Amrullo. So this, you get to see the young Rabbi Hanina, you get to see how uh, astute he is. This is when he's a child already, he's very sharp, and this is how he becomes Rabbi Hanina, and therefore it's no surprise that he becomes actual Rabbi Hanina. He says, Rebbe, I'll teach star about Kenny. Right? You know, I don't have to take my pants down. He has a, he has a thought. And you don't have to check. Why? Im katanani, he's going to say, imimonafshach, right? Very sharp for a young man. Im katanani Yeah, he says. Either way, if I'm a katan, then I'll be a nazir on account of my father's naziris. And if I'm a god already, then I'll be a nazir on account of myself, which is to say, I'll declare myself a nazir. Uh, I'd rather declare myself a nazir than have to take my pants down and show you shtesaris, or have to be uh, subjected to checking altogether. So I'm going to remember, thought that this was very astute. He stood for him, for the young child, Rabbi Hanina, for young Hanina, Kissed him on his head, and Amar, I'm sure that you will one day become a Gadol of Israel. And sure enough, sure enough, didn't take long before this young, sharp man became a big Gadol and was a big uh, in in uh, in Klal Israel. Amazing story, right? Now, from this story, we're going to try to figure out: Does this story indicate more like Rebbe or like Rebbe Chanina? It says the Gemara, Bish or Rebbe Yosef or Rebbe. So says the Gemara, You know, that story sounds a little bit more like it would be like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. Why? That's what it means when it says, if I'm a minor, I'll be a Nazir on account of my father imposing a Nazir. Because after all, right? Uh, and, and, and then he says, if I'm an adult... Right, I'll accept the Naziris upon myself because he had reached the age of Nadarim, according to Rabbi Yosef Rehuda. 
Right? But the implication when he says, the implication according to Rebbe, where you need to have the physical signs of maturity, right? It implies that his father couldn't impose Naziris on him, right, if he's a gadol. Well, is that really true as we arrive at Lamed Aleph? See, according to Rebbe, as long as he doesn't have the physical signs of maturity, he's still under his father's jurisdiction, and therefore the phrase technically, Im gadol ani, I will take upon maturity on himself, isn't really true. You see, because a gadol, if it implies that it's by age. But really, Rebbe's point is that a gadol requires also physical signs of maturity. So how do you understand that according to Rebbe? It's not a bomb kasha. It's just like a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a you know, deep reading, of a technical reading of, of the statement. Maybe, a little, maybe one could argue reading a little too much into Hanina's words here. So the Gemara answers, El Damar, hey Bishvil Abba. He doesn't really say, um, I will, uh, in other words, instead of saying, Eheye Bishvil Atzmi, right, or Eheye Bishvil Abba, which is, I will be, on account of, he's saying, Ehe Bishvil Abba. I will be another on account of, or I will be a Nazir on my own account, which is to say, I will declare myself a Nazir. And that seems to say that when it talks about, and really all the, the, the point of the answer here is when he says Gadol, he really means Gadol in the, right, in the literal sense. And really the truth of the matter is, as the Rush explains, that this is really not a really major question. You have to read this inside the Rush, but the Rush is saying this is a rhetorical question that, Really, this is how we always understood it. Just really means, I'll do it on my own account. I will be a Nazir on my own account. I'll declare myself a Nazir. It really just means what we thought it meant when we first read it, which is, this is something that I, that the demarcation point is not when you turn 13, according to Rebbe, but rather when you have Shtei Saros. So the first question that... Um, that we see on Chavtes and Beis is really rhetorical and really just lines up with the Shitas are Barry. All it's really telling us is that according to Rabbi Yosef Rehuda, the demarcation point is when you've reached the age of understanding. And according to Rebbe, right, all we've accomplished by fine-tuning this question is that he says that it's a gadol not by turning 13, but rather a gadol by having 13 and Shtesaris, which we already knew was the Shita of Rebbe. But what this does do, according to the Rush explaining, is set up the following question, okay? So now the following question is a real question, Barry. Let me show you as follows. Two lines down. It says, this is what I thought we were going to start, by the way. Here's the, here's the real question in Rebbe. If Rebbe had grown Shtei Saros, right, before his father imposed the Naziris on him, then it actually, and again, the case is the father imposes a Naziris and Rav Hanina, in order to avoid getting checked physically, imposes, uh, takes, imposes a Naziris on himself. So, so the Gemara explains as follows, that if at the time that Rav Hanina had, you know, Rav Gamliel approached Rav Hanina to check him, Rav Hanina had already imposed a Naziris on himself and he had already had Shtei Saros, then he successfully imposed a Naziris on himself. Ulevisov, Kayim ben Naziris to Avua. But if he did not, Right, 
in fact, yet have shtei sa'aros and the physical signs of maturity, then it would have turned out that the, the, the Naziris was imposed not by himself, but by his father, because he was not, Hanina was not yet of age to impose on himself. Okay. But the question is, you see, Barry, we don't know exactly when he sprouted the signs of maturity. And therefore, the question is, how could this story work? So I'll say it outside first, Barry, as follows. You see, let's say dad imposed an Aziris 15 days ago, right? And Remy wants to check now, right? And so young Hanina says, wait a minute, I'll impose Naziris upon myself. Okay, so wait a minute. So that is interesting because the question is, did you in fact, now, if according to Rebbe, if you, it, we don't really know when in the last 15 days, if let's say you has, he has science, physical signs of maturity, but we don't know the physical signs of maturity started. So here's the big difference, and I'll say it outside first. If the demarcation point of when he becomes uh, in charge of his own Aziris is when he shows the physical signs of maturity, then guess what, Barry? The father, let's say, started 15 days ago. And let's say the signs of maturity only came two days ago. So now what happens is the original Naziris that the father rightfully imposed, right? According to Rebbe, he could do that because, right, the young Hanina was not yet physically a man. However, the Naziris didn't last 30 days, right? The Naziris that was imposed by the father was interrupted by the fact that the son aged out within 30 days. And when he has actual physical signs of maturity, he no longer is under the jurisdiction of his father, and that Naziris has to start over. I mean, he can accept the Naziris when Rem Gamaliel checks him. He can accept it that day. But he would have to go another 30 days, okay, in order to do the sacrificial graduation Naziris ceremony, right? Because he needs to start of his own volition once he has the physical signs of maturity because it interrupts right, the previous Nazir of his father. This is not the case, and that's really the point here, that this is not the case according to Yossi Ruchanina, because the fact of the matter is that the halacha is that if what happened in the interim was not the physical signs of maturity, but rather the uh, understanding of what Naziris is, that just by gaining that understanding, however one would evaluate that, just by gaining that understanding 15 days in does not interrupt the Naziris of the father. And it would be in that case, that would be a major difference, obviously, right? Because in, as we set up the case where the father had imposed the Naziris 15 days earlier, all he would have to do would be complete the next 15 days and then bring the Karbanos. So when Rav Hanina says, Mimanafshach, according to Rav Hanina, it's really true, right? According to Rabbi Yossi Bar Hanina's understanding that all you have to do is reach the age of understanding, it's actually true that all, that, that nothing changes, right? Let's just, fi- let's just, you know, finish out this term 30 days from whenever dad imposed the Naziris, and then I'll bring Karbanas and Shalom al Israel. Whereas according to Rebbe, it's not really Mimanavshach. It's not that nothing's changed because we have to know when you reach the physical size of maturity and count 30 days from then. And so it makes a very big difference in terms of when you bring the Karbanos, right? So that's what the Gemara is saying now, right? So he says like this. According to Rebbe, what are you going to do if, you're going to, if you've reached the physical size of maturity somewhere in the last 30 days? According to Rebbe, it works. Because according to Rebbe, that has to do with when you reach the age of Nadarim, then it's okay because you, you don't interrupt uh, when you reach that age, you don't interrupt the Naziris. But according to Rebbe, he says that it has to do with until you reach physical maturity. 
How did right the young Chanina say that that it doesn't matter? I'll just finish out this term. You can't finish out this term. Your physical maturity interrupted your dad's imposed nazirus on yourself on you. So the Gemara says, "No, Amri the Rebbe Leika Takanta." According to Rebbe, Rechanina has no remedy unless Adi Yosef delight, unless he could do the following. He says, no, you know what I'll do? I am going to accept upon myself 60 days. Adi Yosef delevi Yosef de Avuye. Yosef delevi Yosef de Avuye means observing a full term of his father and a full term of his own. How does that work? Well, two full terms, meaning dad imposed it, whatever, 20 days ago, right? I'm going to finish out a 30-day Naziris, and then I'm going to do another 30-day Naziris of my own. He announces that already when Rabbi Gamaliel asks to check him. Well, that actually will work because no matter when in that 60-day period he becomes, right, a, the math works out. No matter when in that 60-day period he becomes fully physically mature, he will have a full 30 days at some point. And then he can just bring the carbonus afterwards. How so? Because even if he became physically mature exactly in the middle of the 60-day period, as we've already learned, that's enough, that one day counts enough for either side, and that's enough to make him, uh, for sure, either a full Nazir from, from his father's Naziris, or full Nazir from his own Naziris, right? And then any day that deviates from that midpoint, so then it's just more Naziris on one side or the other, right? But either way, it's gonna be 60 days, will be enough days that somewhere in there, there'll be a full 30-day Naziris, either from his father's imposition or from his own, and then you can just bring Karbonus at the end. And that's what Chanina, now that I would give him a kiss for if I was a Gamliel, because that's a chap, right? That has a little mathematical chap to understand that Miman of Shach, he will, in fact, take on Naziris, and so that is, brings us to the Mishnah on Lamed Abnalf as follows. Says the Mishnah, Okay, this is an interesting idea here because we already learned two days ago, Barry, the idea that you can't, you can't use your father's carbon, right? Remember we said that, that the carbonus can't be reappropriated for someone else? Well, this Mishnah is going to give you the one case where you can. Now, the Mishnah reads very wonky and there's a lot of brackets and parentheses. As a matter of fact, I'll say it ahead of time, the rush points out uh, that his, we're going to go with the Rush's text because that's what the art scroll gives us. And in fact, the way it reads in the Mishnah is the exact opposite kind of case of the Rush. But we're going to go straight up Rush. So, so hold on, hold on to your hat, Barry. We're going to, we're going to not read the parentheses and we're going to yes read the brackets, okay? That's, that's the usual rule. So here we go. Says the Mishnah. This, what that means is that a man can use the carbonos. We know that, right, that's the whole graduation procedure involves shaving your head and bringing the carbonos. This means you could use your father's funds. Remember, we just said you can't reappropriate funds. We're going to learn the one case where you can use your father's funds. That's why it was a chiddush. You can use your father's funds for your own carbon. We'll see. Says the Mishnah. A man can use his father's funds for his own carbonos. That's what that means. But a woman cannot. What's the case? So we'll read the brackets. Let's say a son and father did a joint Naziris. And the father set aside, as we already described, unspecified funds. Just a, a Naziris carbon fund. And then he dies. So now, can the son use the Naziris carbon fund? So, no. So we already learned that in the previous Mishnah. The Rabbi says the funds could be used for the voluntary offerings. The Hainu, we know that that's the Shlomim and the Ola, not the Chatas. And you could use it. 
But he can't shave his head using the funds, which is to say he can't bring the chatas, right? Because he was already, when the son and the father took on the naziris themselves, you can't use the fathers because he was already obligated to bring his own karbanas, the son was, from his own funds. And that we already learned, right, two days ago. You can't use someone else's funds that were set aside for your own carbon chatas, okay? So then what is the one case where a, father, a son can use the father's uh, funds? As follows, says the Mishnah. So what would be the one outlier case? And we learned as Allah I'll tell you. That's the tradition here. What's the one case where you can be Megalech on the Zir Saviv? As follows. Says the Mishnah, Mishahaya Aviv Nazir. If the father was a Nazir, and the father set aside money, right? He didn't say this is for the Khatas, this is for the oh, this is for Shlavim, but this is a my general Nazir's fund. And then he dies before he has the opportunity to bring those karbanas. The Amar, so then his son, who had heretofore not taken on Nazirus, says, Hareini Nazir Galech Abba. You know what? I'll take on Nazirus on the condition that I can use my father's funds for that Nazirus. Zehu Shemegalech al Nazirus Aviv. That actually works. That's unbelievable. Well, in other words, why does that work? So the Rush explains. The son wasn't chayev from his own money yet, right? Because he had not yet taken on his naziris. So in order to, so as a condition of taking on the naziris, he has a stipulation that he's going to use whatever is left over from his father's naziris fund. And therefore, there was his, his naziris relied on this. And that is a unbelievable uh, chiddush that in that case, and this is all how the rush explains the Mishnah, that in that case, in fact, the funds would work. Fine. So now the Gemara right away asks, on the bottom of Lamed Amnalf, my time. Wait a minute. How could this work? This is exactly our question. This contradicts everything we learn in Zion and Chavchas. That it is so. So again, my time. The question is implied in just in those two words. The question is right. What? How can you use reappropriate Carbonus funds? We already just learned that they can't be transferred. Not just from father to son. They can't be transferred from, a per, from one person to himself, as you might recall. So what are we talking about here? So Rabbi Yochanan says, that's halacha ibn nazir. What Rabbi Yochanan means is, that is a halacha l'moshim isinai, right? That is just something that we learn, that it is simply, right, uh, an unusual case, okay? So the Gemara says, wait a minute, pshita, ma'ilam emra, devein yarshas aviv baslo. Okay, so once you're going to say, right, that it's a lachalamosh misinai, that when a son takes on an Aziris on the condition that he could use his father's inheritance, then our Mishnah's point that a, fa- that a son can do so, but a daughter cannot, well, that point actually should be obvious. Because once we know that this, is, that this halacha is in place, right, this oral tradition or whatever is in place, so then, of course, it would only apply to a son. Because after all, Barry, only a son inherits his father. A daughter does not. So what would be the... The question, of course, the daughter does not. What is our mission teaching us? So the Gemara answers, look, yeah, well, what would be the situation in a case where a father only has daughters to inherit him? You might have thought that, well, since in that case the, uh, the daughter is the one that inherits him, well, you might have thought that this right to use the carbon is dependent on the fact that she was, in fact, inheriting. And so in the scenario where the daughter is inheriting the father, maybe you would say that in that scenario she can use his funds, 
let's say she accepts on Aziris the same way the son did, on the condition that she could use the funds, maybe that would work for the daughter too. That's a reasonable assumption, right? Because it goes based on who inherits it. So says the Gemara, as we turn, Kamash Malan, Halacha. No. We're learning a very big chiddush from the Mishnah. That the Halacha of the Moshe Messina teaches us that this would only work in the case of a son and not in the case of a daughter, even in a case where the daughter is in fact inheriting, the, getting the inheritance, she would not be able to make the same condition as the son. So, right, there are a lot of unusual aspects of this. Okay, so now I'm going to, now we're going to go on a series of questions uh, which kind of asked with respect to this halacha, does the son, Yorish, is the son inheriting this like a real Yerusha, like an irregular Yerusha? Is he inheriting this Nazir fund? How does it get passed over? And we're going to ask a couple of questions, and I'll give it away. We're not going to know the answer. But it's good enough to do the mental gymnastics of asking the questions. So let's ask. First of all, does this have to do with Machlokas, Rabbanon, and Rabbiosi or not? First of all, what's Rabbiosi? Well, Rabbiosi was the one that said our unusual case, right? Right? The, the, the Gemara, the Mishnah, rather, right, had Rabbiosi was the one that said, Ezum Shemeglech on the Zerus Aviv. Right, and he and he came up with with the case. Right, right, that he says and and he says the case is our very unusual case. Rabbi came up with it. So the question is, does anybody argue? Was Rabbi just explaining what everybody agrees with, or right, or does Rabbi argue with the Rabbanon? And if the Rabbanon arguing with him, are they arguing on the first case that the son can't inherit him? Or are they arguing on Ariosi with the second case, which explains how the unusual case where the son can inherit the, the Nazir funds if he accepts Naziris on, on the condition that he can do so. So the Gemara says, Tashma, well, listen to the following Brisa. That should resolve our question. And the Brisa spells it out. And now the Brisa is going to spell out what we just said. When's the case when the son can use his father's Nazir fund for his own karbanos? The following, Mishahayo Nazir, Aviv Nazir, the father was a Nazir, the son did not accept Nazirus, for Hifrish Aviv Mos, Nazirusu, Mace, the father put aside an Nazir fund and then died, Rama Harini Nazar Manasha Galech Amnos Abba, and then after the father dies, the son says, I'll accept Nazirus on the condition that I can use the Nazir fund of my father, Zeushim Galech Amnos Aviv. That's what Rabbiosi said. That's the case where he can, in fact, use the father's Nazir son, the one exception. Right, but in the case where they both came into the Zeros together, and they had a joint sort of Nazir fund, but then the father died, the son can't use those Nazirs, and that's what our mission said, right? Because after all, they took on Nazirs together, and the son was supposed to use his own funds, for, as we learned. So according to the Brisa, that is all Rabbiosi. So according to the Brisa, everything that we learned in our Mishnah is exactly Rabbiosi. However, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Otherwise known as the Chachamim, Amru, Zehu Shemegalech Almos Aviv, that even in the first case, right, when there is a fund and they came in together into the Nazirus, the Chachamim hold, the Rabbanon hold, that in fact the son can use the, the, the Aviv, the, the, uh, right, his father's funds. And so we have an answer to our question, Barry. According to this Brisa, our mission is, is straight up Rabiosi, right? But the Rabbanon would disagree with that. The Rabbanon would say that no, that in both cases, the son could use the father's funds. Now, Bai Rabba, Rabba wants to know, okay, so it sounds like according to the Rabbanon, right, that the, the son can in fact inherit the, 
uh, father's Nazir fund. But this, is this a real inheritance? So we're going to have a series of questions that's going to uh, reflect whether it's a real inheritance or not, this Nazir fund inheritance. Whoever wants to know. Yeshul Shnei What if he had two sons? Nazir, Mahu. And both of them, sure enough, take on Nazir. So what would you say? Are you going to say that Hilchas HaGemirinla means this is a special Lachal Sinai. So if you're going to say it's a special Lachal Sinai, so this is like an outlier case that has nothing to do with the general rules of inheritance, and therefore whoever takes the funds first, actually, right, uh, the early bird gets the worm, right, and actually he gets all the money, or Dilma, Yerusha Gemirinla, Paul Gavi. Or is it like a regular inheritance where everybody gets together and the lawyer is there and they're bringing out the Yerusha and everybody, and, and then the Nazir's fund gets divided equally amongst the sons, right, in the same way that any part of the inheritance would be divided, right? This is the, these would be the litmus test to see. Is this a real, like, regular inheritance or is this a very unusual inheritance that is, is dictated by the fact that it's a very unusual halacha l'mashim Sinai? So that's question number one. Question number two. Bai Rava. Now Rava wants to know. Bechor Pashitmai. Yeah, you have two sons, and one of them is the Bechor. So would you say again, does it follow the usual patterns of inheritance? Hilchasa or or not? So would you say Hilchasa Gamirinla, Vihilkachlobai Galuche Lipum Mai de Shakil? Would you say that it's an unusual case, and therefore Lobai Galuche Lipum Mai de Shakil means you would not proportionally divvy it out, right? You would just give. Let's say, right, there was $100 left, so you could give 50, 50, and that's enough for the Karbanas, and that would be enough. Oh, Dilma Yerushahi. Or you would say, what do you mean 50, 50? It's actual Yerusha here. Right? And just like you would take the Pishnaim, the double portion, the Bechor would, right, in the case of a regular inheritance, so too, he would take the double portion from this Nazir fund. Right, and again, this would be a an indication of whether it's regular uh, regular inheritance or not. And, and continues the Gemara. And if you're going to say that it's a real inheritance, and therefore there'll be a proportional lafum de shakil and megalech, the same proportion of inheritance, which is to say the double portion for the bechor would also imply to the double portion for for the nazir fund. Maybe we say uvechulin who the isle Well, maybe that would be true only for something that is. Not yet makdish, right? For like money that had not yet been set aside. But maybe you would say that if it was already set aside, that would not work. But maybe, or maybe not. Or Dilma came at the Kani Ladigiluach Loshna. Maybe when you say since he's right acquiring it for shaving his head, it should not matter, right? So we don't know yet the answer. And another question: Aviv Nazir Olam Behu Nazir Stam. Another, another scenario, we have the Naziris. Now, even with the fathers of Nazir Olam, you say, well, wait, there's no Karbanas. The fact of the matter is, we learn in Daf, Dalad, and Hay, that, that we learn that even a Nazir Olam, right, if he takes on that unusual type of Naziris that's forever, he still brings the Karbanas whenever he does his periodical haircut uh, that one can do when he's a Nazir Olam. So he set aside a fund for those periodical haircuts. Whereas the son only has the 30-day regular term Naziris. What would you say? Would you say, Aviv Nazir Stam Bahu Nazir Olam? Or conversely, where the father has a 30-day and the son is taking on the permanent Naziris. My, what would be the halacha? Ki gemir and hilchas ha-bestam Naziris o dil maloshna. Would you say, wait a minute, that this halacha of Lamosha Misina that's so unusual only pertains to a regular 30-day term Naziris? Or maybe you say it doesn't matter. The same halacha would apply to a Nazir Olam's usual haircut fund with Karbanas or to a 30-day Naziris. And if you're going to say, wait a minute, well, both of the case of the Nazir Olam 
and the Nazir Stam, at least it's an Aziris of Taharav, we said, right? This is not the Karbanos that you bring when you become Tameh as a Nazir and then you have to go through a purification process. So as long as it's a real, uh, within the context of Tahara of Naziris, it's okay, it, then you can interchangeably use those funds. But if it's, the, but you cannot use those funds for the Karbanos that you'd have to bring at the end of a purification process, would you say that? So by Ravashi, Aviv Nazir Tameh Vihu Nazir Tahar, Right? But, Rav, uh, uh, but Ravashi wants to know. Okay, so let's assume that you would be able to use the Naziris interchangeably according to Lachal Moshe Messina in the case of Tar. What would you say if either the father became Tameh and then he wanted to use those funds or the son became Tameh and he wanted to use those funds? Would you say that you could still use the Nazir fund of the dad for that scenario? Says the Gemara Teku. We don't know the answers to any of these questions. But they're good questions nonetheless. Once you learn the unusual that the Nazir funds, there is in fact a case according, right, where the Nazir funds, according to Rabiosi, only when the son imposes the Naziris afterwards, but according to Rabbanon, even when the father and son impose the Naziris together, right? So there is a case where the father's Nazir fund can be used. Well, what about all these cases? Uh, is it used like a real inheritance? Can it be used when it's not exactly the same Naziris? What exact, how exactly does that work? Take it. We don't have, we don't know. We have to wait for Mashiach to know the real answer to that. And, but we don't have to wait for Mashiach to learn the next parak because Hadron Lach Misha Amar, Bezat Hashem, we will resume with the fifth parak of Maseches Nazir tomorrow.